you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the world. In the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Foss here from thechrisvossshow.com, thechrisvossshow.com. Welcome to the big show, my family and friends. We really appreciate you guys coming by. Please sit down and enjoy the show. For 14 years and over 1,400 episodes, I don't know why that number matched up, but it just did. I don't know. We just we just did more production from 2,000. And two to three shows a day. Billionaires, uh, you know, the, the like, all these brilliant minds that are on the show. And, of course, none of them are me. After 14 years, you figured out that uh, I'm just the host, and I've got a couple jokes up my sleeve. And uh, But the brilliant minds we have in the show, we just put them in the Google machine, and they just spit out to us. And we go, hey, we should have these brilliant minds on the show because the host is an idiot so there you go as always refer to show to your family friends and relatives go to goodreads.com for chess chris foss youtube.com for chess chris foss linkedin.com for chess chris foss the big linkedin newsletter the hundred thirty thousand group over there and uh for the podcast and uh, also tiktok we're trying to put some shows up on tiktok or at least you know little segments of stuff but we we might be a little too smart for tiktok am i being egotistical i am i'm a narcissist so I'm going to run with it. Anyway, we have an amazing author on the show. He's written multi, uh, tons of books. He's a multi-book author, as we like to call on the show. And uh, he's uh, written the newest book that just came out May 16th, 2023. Who's your founding father? One man's epic quest to uncover the first true declaration of independence uh he is on the show with us today david fleming is here and he is a senior writer at espn uh during the last three decades at sports illustrated espn the magazine and espn he has been one of the industry's most prolific versatile and imaginative long-form writers traveling the globe while penning more than 35 cover stories and numerous groundbreaking pieces on everything from the super bowl and steph curry to musical chairs world championship wait that's a thing oh my god wow we'll have to find out more about that uh hockey dentist wait that's another thing and the nfl's obsessions with glutes uh, I mean, hey, don't, 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 don't kink shame. Uh, he was, he has reported in China, Switzerland, England, and Mexico, and has covered 25 Super Bowls. Is that all? Wow, that's a lot. Wait, how many are there? That's about half of them, I think. Uh, the Olympics and every major sporting event, including lightsaber dueling and Bigfoot calling. Wow, that's another thing. And he's done definitive profiles of uh, Darth Vader, Bill Belichick. Or wait, is he the Emperor or the Darth Vader? And uh, Andy Reid, Michael Vick, and many others. Welcome to the show, David. How are you? I'm great, Chris. How you doing? That's quite the intro. I appreciate it. <laughs> I was having some fun with it. Uh, but uh, yeah, there you go. What an amazing thing. And I, I like I like Bill Belichick. But you know, he kind of with that with that uh, hood that he wears he kind of has that whole emperor thing going on uh i think some people called that so welcome to the show congratulations on the new book these are always fun give us a dot com for you so people can find you on those interwebages yeah um just go to linktree phlegm espn twitter is phlegm espn and facebook is david fleming espn 
pretty pretty easy to follow, even for um, lightsaber dueling experts. There you go, lightsaber. Yes, I'm reading that bio. I'm like, what the hell? But uh, you know, it seems like there's a sport for everything. I, and I, I think I've covered it. Yeah, if there's a yeah. sport and there's a competition, I've covered it. I'm going to the World Championship of nose picking next week. So uh, <laughs> I'll I, see I you there. I don't know if I'll win, but yeah, probably ESPN, ESPN uh, Channel 30, ESPN 30 is covering. It, I think. Uh, so, what motivated you want to write this latest book? Oh, it's just, uh, I kind of live for, as you've pointed out, crazy stories, um, mm -hmm. stories that you just are so jaw-droppingly shocking and unheard of that you you just can't, you become obsessed, you can't get them out of your head. And it just so happened that the best one I maybe have ever come across had nothing mm -hmm. to do with sports. It has to do with uh, the history and the founding of our of our country and this is one of those things where I pulled one tiny little thread and mm. I was down the rabbit hole for a decade. Um, oh, wow. And it's, it, it is that kind of story. Um, we call it Mechdeck face, um, which we yeah. can get into later, but it's basically the face and you've made it already the face that people make when they, when they realize almost everything we think we know about the founding of our country mm. is wrong. That's the way we, that's why we do the podcast. Cause you know, most stuff we were taught was wrong. <laughs> yeah. People also make that face at the, um, nose picking world championships too. The mech, well. the me give me that again. The mech face. What? No, okay. So the document that the book surrounds, or that's my sort of, um, global gonzo quest to find uh -huh. is the Mecklenburg declaration of independence. Oh, really? Instead of saying that over and over again or typing it, I just call it the mech deck. Okay, Mecklenburg. Do that again, Berg uh, Declaration of Independence. That's it. Yep, there you Mecklenburg. Go. Okay. Yep. All right, that that is the thing uh, according to the internet. So there you go. So, um, what what made you want to go on this quest? I mean, what was the catalyst that prompted this? So we we when I worked for Sports Illustrated, I lived in Manhattan with my wife. Mm -hmm. We moved to Charlotte, North Carolina. When she, her job, she got transferred and promoted. And we moved here. We moved to North Carolina, sight unseen. Mm. Um, just sort of picked up and left and bought a house. And after a few years, when we realized, okay, we love this place. We're going to raise our kids here. This is our home now. Um, I think the first thing people do when they, when they're, when they, you know, they move to a different city one that, from when they grew up. You, it, there's a natural inclination that you look into like, okay, what's this city about? What's the history like? What's it famous for? What, what, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I remember specifically dropping my daughter Kate off at her Davidson elementary school. And there was a North Carolina flag right in the lobby. So, mm -hmm. you know, I take her in by the hand. She sees the teacher. They all go off to class. I look at the flag and the date on the North Carolina flag is May 20th. 1775. And that's, we talked earlier about the string, right? You pull one string. Mm. All I did was ask the question, why in the world is the date on the North Carolina flag 14 months before we even declared independence as a country? Yeah. And like I said, I, that was 10 years ago <laughs> and here I am. Um, wow. So just ask that one question. And the, when you start peeling back layers to this story, it is. It's like national treasure come to life. Um, I was going to make that joke. Were you like Nick Cage in National Treasure? You're like hunting for the Declaration of Independence. 
Yeah, except I have just slightly better hair than Nick Cage, but not not by much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, uh, you can act better too. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Nick. I'm sorry, Nick. We love you. Sometimes uh, it depends on the movie, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> now, come on, we could both be in national. If this gets made into a national treasure three or four or eight, yeah, I better um, not offend him. We could both be in the movie. Yeah, let's. I mean, he is a good actor in, in some movies. I think, I think when he went on that whole binge of where he's trying to pay some uh, debts there, he got a little out of hand, but uh, yeah. that's another story. Yeah. So, uh, so there's so the one that's sitting. So, you, you go through the discovery. Tell us, tell us how you research this and how you unpack this whole uh, uh journey that you went on. I'll tell you what really, when it, when I knew there's that moment when you know, you're like, okay, this could be a book. Maybe it's just a story for the Smithsonian mm -hmm. or something like that. When I really, I went up to Quincy, Massachusetts, which is where John Adams hits his hometown and he's got all of his, it's where he's buried. It's where his, uh, all the, all of his documents are is it's not a presidential library, but it's essentially the same thing. Mm -hmm. And when I found out that John Adams and Thomas Jefferson wrote snarky, angry, shade-filled letters back and forth to each other about the mech deck. That's when I was like, okay, I'm all in. This is, this is definitely, I can't believe there haven't been 10 books written about this. But when you read those letters, mm -hmm. and oh my God, John Adams. John Adams could throw shade, okay? John Adams, like he could, he could do the whole snark thing and he just rips... Thomas Jefferson, a new one oh. for basically he's accusing him of plagiarizing the declaration of independence in writing in these letters. And that's when it was like, Oh my God, I, what am I doing for the next five years? Cause I'm, I'm down this rabbit hole. Wow. And, and basically uh, evidently there's this, is this, is this mech, is this Mecklenburg declaration of independence, the one that we know or, it's like it's like some of the stories we've been hearing about Shakespeare lately, where it was plagiarized. Well, the 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 Mech, there's a whole sort of there's a whole multi layer to the Mecklenburg Declaration of uh -huh. Independence, but essentially the story is that the men who founded Charlotte, North Carolina, mm -hmm. Scots Irish Presbyterians, people who are sort of constantly looking for a fight and for a reason to. Um, take on any kind of tyranny whatsoever. But essentially 14 months before, uh, before Thomas Jefferson ever put pen to paper, the men in Charlotte formally declared in writing America's independence from England. So oh, wow. yeah, Charlotte is essentially the, the true cradle of American independence. This document gets written and declared from the courthouse steps in Charlotte a guy named Captain James Jack rides it up, risking his own life up to the Continental Congress. It sits there for a year. And then there is quite a lot of proof that Thomas Jefferson plagiarized it when he Holy. wrote his own declaration. Holy crap, a moly. Tech, mech deck face. There you go. Yeah, that's just that's just amazing. But, you know, it, it kind of makes sense when you really think about it. I mean, it's a practice run or, or, or something, you know, and and, you know, but like you say i mean we've had so many historians on the show uh especially over the last three years and and uh it's amazing how much you know our history is either whitewashed or or you know it's not quite a, you know it's packaged you know for fast food basically i think i don't know is that a good analogy that you know so our history is packaged for fast food delivery 
Oh, I mean, that that's a big part of this book uh-huh. is why we believe what we believe, why we why we sort of lock in on maybe half a dozen things around the revolution and our independence and refuse to like take in any more data. Mm. And especially the 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 idea that the founding fathers were some kind of like gods, right? Infallible gods. Um, I mean, what you learn, especially in this with Thomas Jefferson is they were anything but. Um, but it is fascinating when you think about, especially the way our brains work. You know, we basically in middle school history, right? American history, we take in five or six pieces of data and then we basically lock in and go, okay, uh, yeah, Boston Tea Party, <laughs> right? Valley Forge, Yorktown. Um, that's it. That's all I'm learning. Even though there are these incredible stories that we should all actually be absorbing as well. There you go. The, so does he, does he plagiarize it? Is it, is it, did he just spunk it up and then throw some, uh, some more, uh, a fancy wording in it, or is it, is it pretty, uh, is it pretty much a reprint? I'll tell you what George Tucker, Thomas Jefferson's actual biographer said. And what he said was, um, this cannot be a coincidence, right? Either uh-huh. Thomas Jefferson stole from the mech deck or somehow the mech deck stole from Thomas Jefferson, but the two documents are so close. Mm-hmm. It can't be a coincidence. So, um, yeah, he plagiarized it. So, yeah, I mean, basically part of the journey you probably went on is to determine which was written first, right? Yeah. And it's pretty obvious. I think George Tucker, because he was a Jefferson crony, um, was trying to defend his man. Right. But it's mm-hmm. obvious that the mech deck was written 14 months before Thomas Jefferson was, was charged with trying to write the declaration. And you bring up a really good point, which is, um, you know, he, the intention of the, that's the other thing. I mean, the, the, the idea that the declaration of independence was some kind of sacred hand to God, human document, right? That is like, incre- it, okay, it was actually just late technical paperwork that we mm. hadn't filed yet. In context, <laughs> Thomas Jefferson was just charged with cutting and pasting the different, uh, the wow. different uh, emotions and sentiments of the day and putting it in writing because you remember, we, we were so late in technically declaring independence that we had almost lost the war before we had even put it in writing. Wow. So um, there's a lot about the Declaration of Independence that in context will really change people's minds about what kind of a document it is. And, and who the, who the original writers are, you know, I mean, oh, maybe, yeah. maybe they should add some, uh, uh, subtext to the, the thing or some credit or some, you know, some sort of some sort of asterisk, if you will. The asterisk, you know, you you cover that in ESPN. <laughs> yeah, the asterisk no. of the Hall of Fame, uh, maybe baseball stars, you know, juiced or different things like that. Maybe maybe there needs to be like an asterisk written, truly written by, or something. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> or some footnotes. I love your idea. Footnotes, like you, yeah. You uh, and I can go to the the uh, Library of Congress and we'll just put a little asterisk next to it because, yeah. okay, here's a here's a great example. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson did not write that. George oh Mason God. George Mason wrote that in the Constitution of West in Virginia's Constitution. And it just so happened that that was published in a Philadelphia paper the same week that Thomas Jefferson was writing the Declaration of Independence. Oh wow. 
Yeah. And so and so that got uh, ripped off. Exactly. Uh, so did, did did most of the uh, authors of the, of the of our you know the, con- the the thing we accept as the original constitution did they know this was going on or was it just Ad, Ad John Adams who was privy to it? Oh no, I think they all remember there was a committee of five mm-hmm. that was charged with writing or composing. Um, mm-hmm. One Jefferson scholar even called it a cut and paste job, <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Like, can you believe that? Wow. Um, but there was. It was clear that it was supposed to be that it was created by a committee. And what really makes, I mean, John Adams was neurotically jealous of the attention that Thomas Jefferson got. And once the declaration became famous and became this sacred document, that's when Thomas Jefferson started taking all credit for writing it. And that's what really made men like Ben Franklin, John Adams, the other members of the committee who edited and added to this thing, it was written by a group. Thomas Jefferson took full credit. And I think to his dying day, John Adams was still angry about that. Wow. Did with the Madison papers that were published by James Madison, where they were trying to, I guess, sell the idea of the constitution independence. um, Did that play into any of the story and, and how that worked or is it, were they, they were all just complicit and just going, Hey, this is a, Somebody wrote some great stuff here. Let's just nationalize this. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what it was, and I because I think at 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 the time, and I think here's the problem, and it's always the lie, right? It's always the cover up. It's always oh, the lie that gets get you. you. Yeah, um, Nixon's favorite line. Yeah, and I mean, I guess this goes all the way back to the founding of our country, right? The fact wow. that it's the lie because Thomas Jefferson, it it was that he tried to take more credit. And that he wouldn't acknowledge that, which was his job, was to borrow from all these current things that were out in the world and synthesize them into the Declaration of Independence. If he had just said, hey, I did what they asked me to do, and I did it with this group of men, and we're all responsible for it. But instead, he takes full credit, and he would never admit that he borrowed from anything else, even though the words are almost identical to several other documents. Mm-hmm. So it's the it, lie. It's the lie. Well, this nation was kind of built on a lie. I mean, I think the original lie was uh, what the shining city on the hill, or that it was given to us by God, or some uh, some sort of ordainment. Uh, there's a, there's a few different lies we told over the years to ourselves. Um, if I remember correctly, it's been a long time, and my memory's faded since uh, I'm old. Uh, but I believe North Carolina joined the Confederacy. Was this uh, was anybody pissed off about this in North Carolina? Is this maybe why they were like? Hey, you guys stole our document, eh? And uh, we're going to go our own way. <laughs> that's a really good point because, number one, that's the whole reason this thing is, is still alive. The controversy is alive to this day because Thomas Jefferson in 1819, about there, when the Declaration of Independence started becoming famous, mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson and all of his cronies, and especially Virginia, started to take credit for everything around independence and the revolution, right? Wow. They started taking credit for the for thinking up the idea, for declaring independence, for fighting the war. I mean, basically, th- they were like, we did it all here. And, and what happened was North Carolina just kind of raised their hand and was like, uh, hello. Oh. <laughs> we, we were a year ahead of you guys in writing. Uh-huh. We want some credit. And then that starts this 200-year argument between north carolina and virginia and the rest of 
of the colonies about who deserves credit, you know, for declaring independence, for fighting, all that stuff. So it's weird how that that's really what 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 started it. And then your point about the Civil War is very, very smart because um, North Carolina chose May 20th as the date to secede from the Union. Um, huh. Yeah, as a clear callback to their their original declaration. Now, it didn't do them wow. any favors, but hmm. um, in public opinion. But yeah, there's no coincidence that it, both days were on May 20th. Wow. My mind is blown. You give me the mech deck face. Is that what it is? Yes, it is. Uh, I'm stupefied. What 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 an interesting thing uh, that they used the same date in 1775 that they filed that. And uh, wow. I mean, we, we always joke about how it's not really a joke, but it, we always talk about how you know how how much foresight a lot of the uh, a lot of the uh, uh, creators of the of the Constitution that that we now find out plagiarized most of it had, uh, and and how much that has impacted uh, everything uh, going forward, uh, and and how they kind of it was kind of like how they future proofed America in understanding how imperialism worked, uh, but. Uh, it's kind of like it's kind of like funny. Maybe maybe Jackson was just like, yeah, if we just if you just bury this and mow over it, no one's going to remember this. Uh, the deets, uh, two hundred plus years from now. So fuck it, let's just roll with it. Oh, I mean, okay, seriously. I mean, is that his attitude? Oh, you are channeling Thomas Jefferson <laughs> oh, right now. You are wow. channeling wow. Thomas Jefferson because it was one of those things. Like for <laughs> the longest time, are you, I mean, you're you're dead on. Oh, and wow. it must be a human nature thing, right? Because for the yeah. longest time, when people would accuse Thomas Jefferson of plagiarizing the declaration, all he had to do, his standing was so high. All he had to do was say, or get his cronies to say, how dare you criticize or even question Thomas Jefferson? But wow. you know what's happened in the last 20 years is Thomas Jefferson's reputation has gone from sterling to the absolute you know the yeah. the the to the uh the bottom of the portageon and so people have <laughs> begun to instead of you can't shut the argument down anymore just based on character because that doesn't hold up Does this play anything into you know i mean the one thing we learn on january 6 is we we have not settled the the civil war uh to see a confederate flag in the in the uh in the congress i just was like what the fuck yeah and uh i mean has this been one of the proponents of the original civil war that that they're like you know we're really kind of our own nation and and uh you know north carolina did this and we're just gonna we're just gonna go off and do our own thing and maybe maybe this is one of the founding problems of the whole the whole civil war thing uh i don't know I yeah, I, there are some connections. I think as far as the mech deck is concerned, one of the reasons why people, especially in Charlotte, cling to the mech deck is it's a way for us to jump right over the, the Civil War, right? Mm -hmm. And not talk about the Civil War and go back to our original acts of patriotism. Oh, wow. um, it's a way to go, yes, but. Like, yeah, we, we participated in this horrific event, but... Don't forget, we were also the first patriots in America. Um, uh, I mean, it doesn't always yeah. hold up, but I think that's why people do that. And then I think you'll think this is interesting. One of the reasons why the mech deck was uh, suppressed, especially mm. by the North, is mm. 
the attitude that I came across, especially with uh, historians, was once you guys seceded from the Union, right, and declared war on your own country, you now forfeit all rights to original patriotism. And oh. that's a that is why the MECDEC has gone away, has not been supported, has been called oh. a hoax, because it's punishment for, look, you guys, you guys were part of the Civil War. You lose all all rights to claim original patriotism, which I, yeah. I understand. I understand. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I, I'm a moderate Democrat, but I like uh, poking at the woke. And uh, so here's a woke joke. Wait till the woke people find out this country is founded by the Confederacy. Oh! <laughs> oh! Well, I mean, <laughs> wait, till, wait till people find out wait. what a huge role the South played in winning the Revolutionary War, too. I mean, that's, that's another component of the story. Nobody understands that without the South, um, yeah, we'd all have British accents right now. Oh wow! Yeah, wow. This is really gonna like Elon Musk gets a hold of this. It's gonna go full right wing. Oh, uh, we're, so right, we're gonna have both sides hating us. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I'm on a Democrat. I'm used to both sides, the stream sides hating us. But yeah, uh, <laughs> what are you gonna do? But this is interesting, man. I've learned this is why we do the show, man. We have so many amazing historians and and stuff that comes on like yourself and. We're learning so much about history, and it, it's it's true. We need to dig into this stuff and just understand our origins better. And so many people, especially today, try to burn books and and ban books and and do history. But you know, the one thing it's my quote: the one thing man can learn from his history is man never learns from his history, and thereby we go round and round. Uh, and so this is important for us to learn these things. It's cool. I mean, you've given me something where I'm just going to be like for, forever now walking around going, nope, the original declaration is the mech deck. People will be like, what the fuck? And I'll be like, read his book. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> and I, I agree with you. And I do. You get pushback in this story gets pushback from both sides. And what yeah. I always say is the most patriotic thing you can do is learn about your freaking country, right? Yeah. Learn all the facts, yeah. not just your facts or somebody else's facts learn it all and then decide for yourself but don't just take a narrow view especially yeah. of history and especially of thomas jefferson trust me on that see now i gotta go read the mech deck because i always give people shit now anytime somebody on social media or my face says well this is against the constitution and and you're like uh can you give me the quote of what where is that in the constitution that you just uh, described and they're just like, oh, I heard it on Fox News or something. And you're like, uh, come on, man. Like, seriously, read the Constitution. Like I tell people all the time now, read the damn Constitution. Right. Learn it all. Learn it all. If you really are, again, the most patriotic thing you can do is learn. Learn yeah. about your country. Learn about, learn. That's the other thing, right? There are a lot of truths going on mm. with Thomas Jefferson that our high school and middle school teachers never taught us. Yeah. You're going to be amazed. But that's okay. Just learn yeah. his whole story yeah. and then decide. Yeah. But don't base it off of two or three things that, um, yeah, your 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 poor eighth grade history teacher told you. Yeah, and I think part of my audience and me are at this point where we're just we love being narcissists and know so much about history, so we can walk around and throw it in people's faces. Hey, I know, I know more about the Declaration of Independence, man. I I know. Uh, about the mech deck so there you go yeah exactly anything more you want to tease out on the book before we go that we may have uh, touched on or we should have touched on or or uh entice people with 
No, I think I think we really hit on it. It's done. It's not a straightforward history book. It mm-hmm. I just couldn't couldn't do that. Too dry, too boring. So it's really kind of it's my adventure trying to discover this legend. Um, and I go basically all over the world looking for this document and and speaking to the people who are still connected to it. And the stuff that we uncover along the way um, is, is again, we'll give you mech deck face. <laughs> you know, but learning stuff new is fun, man. I mean, that's that's the whole fun of this whole thing is is learning about your country, learning about the origins. And and some of these, you know, I mean, we, we were sold a lot of BS lies, especially over some by some of our crazy founders over the years. Uh, you know, and, and it cause some of it led to some ugly things that we did over the history of America. And oh. we might still be doing, actually. Oh, um, exactly. I, mean, I, I have to tell you, I mean, there were so many times in this book, whether I was in the British National Archives or I was in Quincy, Massachusetts or in the Library of Congress, where I was like, how in the world do did I not know this, right? How did I not know this stuff, this horrible, terrible stuff about Thomas Jefferson, the man who's credited with writing all men are created equal? It's wow. like, I, I want to go back and I, I want to go track down all my history teachers and go, you didn't tell me 80% of the story. Yeah. My understanding is we had a historian on, and uh, I th- believe she claimed that uh, All Men Are Created Equal was written by a black man, actually, in the Revolutionary War or prior to it or something. And that was ripped off from him. I don't know if that's a fact, but that's what she claimed. So, Well, that that um, that <coughs> certainly fits Thomas Jefferson's pattern, right? <laughs> so that could be my next book. <laughs> there you go. And it, the irony was, uh, according to her, was that, you know, I mean, they when they wrote the Constitution, they didn't include black people as having uh, rights and, and valued as human beings um, at the time. And, and here the line was ripped off. Uh, so, wow. I mean, we're just finding out what a scoundrel this dude is does is there any family uh from the original writers of the of the mech deck that they're like pissed off because they're not getting royalties on this thing (laughs) i mean okay yes there are still in in um in charlotte it's like it's like charlotte's version of the mayflower society people who can claim a direct descendant to one of the 27 signers of the mech deck and i will tell you quickly i was at this is how this is how popular and sort of instilled in our culture down here that it is. I was out to dinner with friends who brought along somebody else. We sat down, I sat down next to this guy and he introduced himself and he said his last name was Alexander. And mm-hmm. Alexander is a huge, that, that family basically founded and ran Charlotte and most of the Carolina frontier for, for decades. Wow. And I said, as a joke, I said, oh, you're probably related to one of the Mechdex signers. And he said, I think I am. And so while we're waiting for our appetizers, I pull up the Alexander family tree, which is like 12 generations. He leans over, zooms in on my phone and goes, that's my grandma. Wow. It was like, dude, you might have the mech deck in your attic. (laughs) Yeah. 
can I come over after dinner? <laughs> That's crazy, man. So yeah. this is a this is a exciting story. I love this. I mean, I this is why we do the show. Uh, this we changed the format in 2023 and had a lot of more people on. You know, we used to do just business and tech and CEOs and stuff before that the first ten years. But uh, this is what I love. I just I just love this. So hopefully our audience does as well, and I think they do. So uh, tease uh, give us a dot coms so wherever you want people to find you on the internet. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's all Flem ESPN right link tree phlegm espn will give you all my article archives and everywhere you can buy the book at um which is available everywhere ebook audiobook all that good stuff um phlegm espn link tree phlegm espn twitter david fleming espn on facebook um yeah it's a, it's an exciting time the response to the book has been amazing but um this is this has been one of the most fun things i've gotten to do so far Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to be going like side by side down the Constitution and the and the Mech deck, going okay. Let's see what the differences are and stuff. And yeah, I mean, the more we can know about history, the more we understand our history, the more like hopefully we can uh, uh, hope to not repeat it. But human nature is human nature, as it were. So that doesn't seem to ever change. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fully expecting to get texts or emails from you in the middle of the night, going WTF, WTF. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey well i'm glad you came on and shared this with us uh everyone pick up the book who's your founding father one man's epic quest to uncover the first true declaration of independence side note uh who's your founding father is my pickup line at bars that was my earlier joke i don't know what that means uh but thank you very much david for coming on the show we certainly appreciate you being here that's my pleasure. I really appreciate it, Chris. Go. Thanks to our audience for tuning in. Go to goodreads.com for Chess Chris Foss. Go to youtube.com for Chess Chris Foss. LinkedIn.com for Chess Chris Foss. This will be on the LinkedIn newsletter. And uh, go false on TikTok. Have some pity on old people uh, with serious, brilliant minds trying to, I don't know, put something smart on TikTok. It's a wonderful place. It's good kids. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that's